All right. I am ready to go now. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, so this, I guess, um, to anybody that will be listening to this, um, this is me and Andrew's first, but not, not really our first swing at this, but I don't know. I think we're just kind of like, we keep sort of laboring over format and then we just kind of decided to just do something random yeah, and, and just kind of chat and hope that that's a conversation that's worth listening to. So it's like our, it's like our weekly call. This yeah, is it. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it might it might be a little personal sometimes, a little bit whatever, might kind of take on some tangents and stuff, but you know, I think maybe keeping it in like an hour or something makes sense or less, like an hour yeah. or less probably. Yeah, yeah. Probably like makes that. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I would so, say I mean, so. We'll just kind of chat. So, yeah, there's a couple big things going on in your life with uh music kind of becoming a bigger part i guess is that yeah is that accurate (laughs) it is that is very accurate yeah i actually just finished recording um some music with one of my other friends um his name is andy uh so is andrew (laughs) and andy in the studio but um yeah i mean we just finished recording uh he was laying down some guitar tracks he's a phenomenal um, guitar player and I don't really know how to play guitar very well um, so I've had him uh, kind of tracking on some of my songs and uh, just getting uh, like a feel for it so um, I think he recorded on one song and then I sent him a bunch of others uh, for him to kind of just like listen to and write some stuff to if he feels like it so um, that's kind of what I've been doing with this project is like um, I am first and foremost a drummer um sure. that's kind of my instrument that i am most proficient at i feel like uh, but then i also play piano and, and keys and stuff and have recently been diving into um just producing like full songs and actually singing even though i don't think i'm necessarily the best singer out there i don't think that that is super important i guess so um but one of my big uh, like um, one of the big areas that I feel like I have a hole in is, is guitar playing. And I think that's like almost not an essential part of music, but it's kind of an essential part of the music that I'm trying to make. So right. I've had him and a few other people. Um, this one guy named Joey Moss, or he goes by the name Zodiac and he's actually like getting really big. Like he's had a bunch of songs, up on spotify playlists and things like that but he primarily produces um kind of like lo-fi hip-hop type stuff and then my other good friend joey hughes who is another good guitarist and um a really good and creative rapper actually who i've produced many beats for in the past and i would assume in the future but um yeah i've just kind of had them coming in and sessioning things and stuff like that so it's been it's been really fun um and i would really i feel like i'm getting closer and closer each time i work to kind of releasing um a project of some sort or something like that um whatever it ends up being i don't know yet but definitely like a full like full five to six songs is what i'm looking at right now so 
I'm super pumped about that. I really hope that I can get that sooner rather than later. Some of these songs I've been working on for over a year, um, oh, just kind of in their demo state and stuff. Although it's kind of just like a living, breathing demo almost. So eventually it will. It's not like I'm just going to totally re-record everything. It just kind of keeps getting built off of and higher quality recordings incorporated and things like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, kind of an interesting way to work but yeah i mean that's that's kind of a long-winded way of explaining what i have been working on it's kind of like shoegazy psychedelic dream pop type music josh has heard a few songs i think i think yes um so yeah he if he agrees then that's what it is (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i've i've heard uh i think i've heard several and Everyone that I've heard, I've kind of just been like, wow, that's my friend made that. <laughs> that's uh, well, crazy. Yeah, yeah, I I dig it a lot. Um, cool. I'm looking forward to seeing stuff get released so I can fangirl and support it and blast my social media followers <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah, with I mean, that is all appreciated. And, you know, <laughs> I do, I will do the same for your films and stuff, which kind of segues into a really <laughs> big thing that's been happening for you, which is you are now, uh, you're an Akron native who is now, as of a few weeks ago, located in Los Angeles, California. Yes. Yes. This is true. Um, yeah. So essentially, a little bit about kind of what my track has been for the last couple months been a little wild um but yeah. essentially i uh i went to school in indiana at a place called huntington university and um we could get a lot more into that experience at some point but um the the way maybe another my... podcast episode talking yeah, about that yeah. so absolutely um and so essentially uh as i was kind of going through my education, one of the opportunities that I ended up getting the privilege to do was um, it was like a semester program. Uh, Best semester actually did it. Um, And this isn't an ad of any kind, but um, it was super cool. It was a really good semester for me. And essentially you get to go out to Los Angeles for your final semester of college, um, which is pretty critical because you know, if you get job offers or things like that, you can literally just accept and you kind of segue it into the city. And so if you're trying to get into Los Angeles, which if you're a film, if you're a filmmaker of some sort, it's probably your goal or some other similar kind of environment like New York or Toronto or somewhere, um, Atlanta, you know, wherever those film hubs are. But it's just kind of a really good opportunity to sort of get yourself in there. Um, so essentially that's what I, I did. And then, um, I actually didn't get a job offer right out of there. Cause I, w- I moved back to Ohio thinking I was going to stay out there permanently and then kind of did a 180 and was like, no, I'm going back out to Los Angeles, but ended up spending three months in Ohio back in Akron kind of as a little, like, you know, victory lap before I go out into the promised it's land. The farewell tour. The Josh yeah, Ellis yeah. farewell tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so then uh, a couple weeks ago, I arrived in Los Angeles. And now I'm um, I'm doing some freelancing. And um, I'm, you know, just picking up some side hustles and stuff. Um, 
working on getting on sets as much as possible to try to, um, you know, do what I can to kind of put myself in a position to be doing what I love, which is film directing and writing. Um, and in the meantime, uh, during my time that I'm not working, I'm, um, I'm essentially working on, uh, I'm working on several scripts that I'm working on pushing into kind of an indie micro budget kind of space within the next few years. Um, I'm just trying to sort of make a lot of short film content, um, hopefully make a, a feature within the next couple of years, um, all on just like very small budgets, um, just to kind of, you know, just like get some work out there, um, work out my abilities more and more and just kind of, you know, it just, that's just what you do. You know, you, you yeah. keep creating and you know that, that lifestyle just as well as I do. So that's kind of, yeah. that's the goal. So, um, there's obviously a lot of like different roles, uh, when it comes to film, you know, sure, grips, sure. directors of photography, sure. um, production design. So it sounds like you're kind of wanting to do script writing or what exactly what's, what's like your end game goal, I guess. Um, I know you've only been out there less than a month, but where do you kind of see yourself or where would you like to see yourself? Um, when you're old and established in, in the <laughs> film scene. Yeah. So honestly, um, it's sort of what a lot of people might see as like the cookie cutter, um, filmmaker dream, which is just kind of to become an auteur writer director. Um, but honestly, that's, that has always kind of intrigued me just because I really like to be really creative with, the art form of film and just make things that are very um, just like daring pieces of art. So that's kind of like what I want to do um, is I want to just be able to write hopefully things that I would go on to direct. So that doesn't necessarily mean that I would be going down a screenwriting path per se. Um, I'm picking up as much skills as many skills in screenwriting and story development as I can. Um, and I'm really focusing a lot of energy in that right now, but the career trajectory kind of thing, um, being a screenwriter for a living is, is quite different than trying to go for being a director, even though both are definitely and should be focusing on the craft of the screenplay because a good director has to know screen plays, you know, it's, yeah. it just doesn't go very well if you don't have an understanding of how story works. So I'm kind of, um, I'm writing a lot right now just because I know that, you know, that's one of those things you can always be doing. Um, you can't always be on a set directing one of your scripts <laughs> or yeah. else you will never, you'll run out of scripts to direct. <laughs> so it's just kind of a good thing I think for young filmmakers to be doing to just devote a lot of time to writing no matter yeah. what you're generally most things on a film set could be improved by a better understanding of screenplay so yeah <laughs> so touching on um uh something that your own creation that um, I've recently caught wind of within the last few days and I think is going to debut here on the 14th <laughs> Uh, but yeah. um a, uh, 
a resurgence or not resurgence that might not be the right word but a reboot of garbology which is um right is that right is that like is that what is what what's happening on the 14th i guess i would let you explain you just <laughs> sent me you just sent me this ambiguous text that was a photo that said 9 14 2018 with a like a horse head on it so <laughs> right right well um so yeah so garbology is is um yeah so there, there's a lot in that image that's what i'll say um there's a lot really? in that image that that is if you um if you're looking for this image you can find this at my social media i think on any platform <laughs> um i'm, I'm yeah, gonna look at so, i'm i'm, I'm yeah, gonna find it again because i didn't look too closely so there's for, more than our meets our eye in here, that or? need to know, yeah oh yeah oh yeah there's a lot here so um there's really not that much. I think I'm overhyping it. Oh, I'm like changing bit. the brightness on my phone and like the contrast and trying to see if there's anything. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, maybe not you, uh, that in depth. If you listen to it backwards, yeah, <laughs> you'll be able to hear some like <laughs> satanic messaging. <laughs> no, um, that was not a true statement, but um, <laughs> essentially it uh, it's. There's a few clues here. I can't spoil the fun fully, um, but what I can say is that there will be a new something um, that will be released on that day. And um, there's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to go too in depth. Like I don't even yeah. know. It's for reference. That's in two days from now it's the 12th yes. i don't yes. know when this is gonna air right. or whatever but <laughs> right 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 so you um, can't say much your your hands are kind of tied um yeah it's it's uh <laughs> in the past i guess garbology has been just this almost like adult swim type feel to it like eric andre's show interview style going around just making sure. people feel extremely awkward. And it's like pretty candid from, um, from what I get, at least like, it's not, yeah. it's not, it doesn't feel like you've really prefaced any of what you're going to do to the people that you're interviewing. It just feels no. like you <laughs> randomly came up to the, if, if, if people listening haven't seen previous garbology episodes, you should check it out. It's on YouTube, right? Uh, yes. Okay, it's I wasn't on, sure if it was YouTube or Vimeo. Maybe it's on both, but um, um, yes, the channel name Garbology. Um, you can find all of our video content there. Um, yeah, so essentially, uh, we we have plans with Garbology and with the idea behind all of that, and the way that those are manifest is going to be a surprise um for sure to our fans but like possibly even for us <laughs> um oh. but essentially there there's just a lot of um me and me and uh my collaborator Joel um he was actually my college roommate and essentially we've we've been doing these videos for a while and they're just kind of like wild um 
you know, I <laughs> like it's hard. You had a pretty good description of the Adult Swim kind of thing. Yeah, um, we're we're influenced for sure by Eric Andre, by all of that like absurdist kind of content. But it's just sort of like being weird <laughs> on a camera. You know, that's kind of like I don't even know. It's 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 just a sort of a thing that we've. Yeah, there's definitely kinda... something therapeutic and watching it it is it is yeah it's funny it's funny to me at least and maybe i just say this because i'm your longtime friend and like <laughs> this is the type of stuff that we would make maybe it's right. not funny at all no it is it is actually funny but um yeah it's just i don't know it's there's just something about it that really strikes a chord with me like when i watch it like there's some episodes i think i've watched like 10 times um yeah and that's <laughs> that's what's weird is like there's that's been a um yeah it's not like I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn. Cause I honestly, that's not like, this doesn't really scratch that itch to be honest in like, in some way, like I enjoy making these a lot. Like your creative um, itch you're saying, or. Yeah. Like it, well, I guess it's not that it doesn't. So it, it doesn't really, um, it's just kind of been a weird phenomenon because a lot of the things that I make are really like somber or like very grim but then i'll i'll kind of like interrupt that regularly scheduled programming with something that's a lot more like absurdist and ridiculous and i'll just like lean into that really hard and i'm used to kind of getting just a lot of like scoffing and like what the heck is this and you know because that's you know in a lot of cases i sort of have come to expect that to be what i deserve (laughs) as a response Uh, to what i make but but it's been kind of funny because um, there've been a couple of good friends in my life that have been just like really into garbology and been really like, just like really digging it. And so that's kind of why we've made more is because we're like, if it makes people happy, we're going to do it. You know, it's just kind of, but essentially it's just, I mean, they are really fun to make, but it's just always kind of surprising when people respond to it or think that it's good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so now joel is also living in la right yeah yeah he's um he's also living out here with his wife now he's he just oh, recently got nice. married congrats yeah. congrats to him if he's listening congrats yes, dude. i've yes. never met you but i know a lot about you <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he's yeah, a solid so. guy both of them both of them are a solid solid young couple nice my two friends just recently got married too my friends boomer and lexi which is just oh yeah yeah you were in that wedding weren't you I was I was a I was a groomsman which was so cool um to do like yeah it's just really neat to be like wow I I made an impact on this person's life enough that I along with I want to say five four or five other guys um like uh, just we we did you know we just made an impact on this person's life so much that yeah, he yeah. us to be one of those four or five people but for um, like a once in a lifetime event yeah <laughs> yeah but no it was super cool like i yeah, really yeah. both of them i love them so much and it's just awesome to see um but yeah i don't it's just kind of wild though too like cuz we're <laughs> you know 20 i'm 23 boomer's 23 i think lexi's 22 uh, yeah yeah just like just man, a, 
people are getting married. Like I didn't, I didn't know that's a thing. Like we were supposed to do at this point. I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> I, just because it's not even like a blip on my radar um, or sure, anything. Sure. Like getting married. Like I don't even know who I get. Who would I get married to? I guess I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. It just seems so. I mean, I think for for people that aren't in situations like that, like we we just have no real. Um, yeah, like it's just like there's nobody in our line of sight right now. I for either one of us, I don't think that <laughs> we're kind of like, oh yeah, I would marry. Like I, that's just not how it is. Single as fuck. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, yeah, it's just I don't know. But going back to it, it's just a, it's a it was a cool thing that I got to take part in. Uh, yeah, just yeah. about a month ago, I think a month and two days, because uh, yeah. it happened on the tenth. I'm pretty sure of August. So. But yeah, I mean, you've been you've been to a, a few weddings over the years, haven't you? Uh, we're talking about this. Yeah, I used to film weddings. I still sometimes do, um, but I don't as much anymore, just because I felt like every time I filmed a wedding, I like a little bit more of my soul like went up to the devil, um, and it was getting close to like being fully consumed, and my heart would turn to stone and all of this stuff, but. No, I, I used to film weddings. I That's like how I would pay my rent and um, all this stuff. And I did it throughout the end of high school up through college. Um, and I mean, at times it was fun. Like I really liked working with my coworkers. Shout out to uh, Brandon, Will, Matt, um, all, all everyone there, Joey, Rachel. Um, they they kind of made that job like working with sure, people sure. That... i actually worked there too oh yeah two that's right days. you you did work there <laughs> i think you shot like very briefly i don't know if i ever shot with you actually because you shot with me twice or oh. once oh once once you know through that I... organization yeah and then I... once separately yeah i do remember that now <laughs> we were in cleveland we were in shaker heights i remember that wedding yeah, actually yeah. pretty vividly um <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just like weddings, you know, are great events to attend as a guest. Right. But right. they are not very fun to attend if you're not a guest. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I got the hell out of that job like, yeah. as soon as I could. You mean that you didn't get your film degree so you could film weddings every Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> that just was like, it, I mean, I don't know what it was, but it was just the other thing about it is that. I'm like a weirdly, I'm like a weirdly, I don't have a a wall of like emotion with a lot of things. Like I feel like most people do, or I at least perceive most people to. So, you know, like when I'm at a wedding for people that I've never met in my life um, and they're doing like the mother son dance and especially the father daughter dance, I literally just like lose it. (laughs) And I, I just start crying and like, it's it's just really awkward to be a hired staff member for a wedding that like you've never met the the couple before and you're crying for like one of their mo- like it's just kind of awkward <laughs> like I don't know how like I wish I could not <laughs> yeah. but you know I've never had that but... issue I would always be too jaded <laughs> I w- I would see it too much it's just like yeah well just... you did a lot more than I did right 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 you did many more yeah. events than I did. <laughs> That being said, there have been weddings where I have really felt like a, a really high, like positive energy yeah, yeah. from it and been like, wow, like this couple is awesome. They really care about each other. But like <laughs> most of them, 
most of the weddings I'm filming are Roman Catholic weddings, and it's just like the same thing every time, and the, everyone does yeah, those... the same exact like reception and ceremony so yeah (laughs) when when you get those one-offs that are like people actually doing their own thing and like that's not to say that roman catholics like don't love each other as much as people (laughs) who aren't roman catholic but i don't know there's just i just yeah i think i personally don't prefer those services um i get why they are there (laughs) and like if you're a listener and you are Catholic, I love you and respect you and your traditions. But just don't invite um, me to your wedding. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just am not interested in your marriage. No. no, no. <laughs> so no. Um, no, I. Uh, yeah, I. I just I don't know, man. I just they they are they're very liturgical, and it's just a little a little much for me. Yeah. Yeah. But. But it's, it's a whole thing now. It's a whole industry, as I've, right. I've learned over the last few years. There's a lot of right. there's a lot of money in it. So, I mean, it, it is a, a valid career path if that's just a skill you find that you have and you can do it and you enjoy doing it. It's just for right. some people like myself and you, it's just not an option. It it I really do. isn't an option. Yeah, no, it just is soul draining if it's not your thing and. Um, I actually, I knew a guy, um, he, uh, he has a corporate media company in Cleveland and he is like gung ho about big high profile wedding mm-hmm. videography. So he'll, he'll like travel and he'll, um, he like doesn't work for anything under like a very high price that I don't remember. <laughs> and, you know, he just, he's very, very like, he does the top tier, but like he literally, like when we were talking this one time, he just said, "I I want ninety nine percent of my time to be shooting a wedding," and I'm just like, "Wow, you can you can have that as your like I don't need to be part of that. You can have all of that." <laughs> wow, that's kind of absurd, actually. I'm sorry, but yeah, I just don't understand them. I I don't know. I mean, I guess there's some. I just don't relate, I guess. I don't think there's any career that I would want to, um, that I would want to be spending 90, even 80, even like (laughs) 75% of my time doing like, I'm very much so like, I enjoy my job a lot now. Um, right. And the people I work with are great. And I would consider them more than just regular, like regular, uh, work friends or something. Like I would consider them to actually be like, friends who care about me and my well-being and everything but that being said it's like i'm very much so like i work so that i can live and so i can enjoy my life i don't like live to work um right and that's right. just how i am though and i know some people are different but i just couldn't imagine i don't know i i i definitely want to be someone who enjoys their life and just use this work as a means of helping me enjoy my life to its fullest potential well, and I think that is kind of essential to do whatever you're doing in, a, in an inspired way. Right. Um, one, of, one of the biggest things I learned in college, uh, I had a professor named Matt Webb, and he was um, just an excellent, excellent person, um, but a really, really, really insightful filmmaker. And um, one of the things he sort of mentioned was just, 
you really, and he actually reiterated this a lot through my education, um, essentially just this idea that if you don't have experiences, then you aren't really going to have films that are worth sharing. You know, yeah. if, if you're not, if you're not living anything interesting and you're not pushing towards new insights and you don't really have those new insights because you didn't go out on the journey, then you're not going to really have anything that people really want you know start making films about making films (laughs) (laughs) has that ever been done before (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, i wonder oh many i'm sure many a college uh short film i know every single one (laughs) i've i've been i've done that i've done it though yeah Yeah. oh yeah (laughs) everyone has yeah every single human has yeah i did it (laughs) no not every single human Except we were doing, we were doing a, it was like a 48 hour film festival, not film yeah. festival. It was like a project in my media class at high school, but it didn't really work out. Like it was horribly orchestrated. Um, no offense to my media teacher at the time, Mr. Barnett, but um, he like plotted out. He's like, he figured out how many school days like in class would equate to 48 hours. And so we had that amount of days to like make this film, but if you know anything about 48 film festivals, it's like, there's no time to like go sleep and think about your idea (laughs) or anything like that. So it kind of defeats the whole entire purpose of 48. It would be better if we did like a, like a day film or like a week film, I even think would be cool where you have like a week to produce a film during, you know, I think we had like maybe two hours class time each day, five days a week. So that would be cool. But I mean, I, I digress a little bit, but yeah, it's just, we did that. We did that once. Well, we actually filmed the, it was a documentary about the other group making their film because <laughs> there are two groups, <laughs> but yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> See, okay. I think that's a better angle though. Cause then it's, there's something really like funny about that. That's <laughs> like, like, I don't know. That's just really funny. Yeah. So we really <laughs> didn't know where the story was going. And it, this whole project ended up flopping anyways, like for both groups. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just didn't really, I, it was kind of cool, actually, maybe slightly poetic even. So, but yeah, it's still the same like, like, uh, premise and feel as the, um, as like filming of making a film about making a film. So there was, there was a Warner Herzog, um, there was a Warner Herzog film that he was shooting and then someone actually was shooting a documentary like on the set of his, uh, his film. Uh-huh. And so, and he had like given them permission and stuff. And I'm, I'm trying to remember what it was, but Oh my gosh, Warner Herzog. If you've, if you've ever seen a Warner Herzog film, that guy is such a character. And I don't this even know who that is. I've, I, he, I don't um, think I've ever heard his name. Are there films that are like more popular by him that I might know or? Uh, I mean, he's within the documentary like community. He's pretty well known. He's like, he's sort of regarded as like a documentary legend. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. I've been getting way he, into documentaries recently. You should definitely check him out then. Okay. Um, Grizzly man is a fantastic one to start out with. Um, he has a new one, a relatively new one that I haven't seen yet. That's about, I think it's about um, the internet. And I, I just, I kind of didn't watch it because I was a little apprehensive 
I've found that a lot of times people's analysis of the internet, if they're Ugh. past a certain age, ends up being very like millennial shaming. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm just I hate not... that word. I hate the word millennial. I just See, like... I know it's like the way you describe a generation, my my generation <laughs> that I'm a part of, but man, it just I just hate how it's been abused. I think that's what I don't like. I don't I don't appreciate being lumped in with a group based on trends that are, I don't know. It's like, are there people that like those kinds of stereotypes and stuff describe? Of course there are, but is it, is it literally everyone? Is it, is it really even helpful if it's most people? Is it really helpful to just publicly be like this? Like, I don't know. I, I saw a thing the other day that was really funny. It was, um, it was literally just a bunch of real headlines uh, all pasted onto one page that were... Millennials are all... killing. Yes. Yeah, I've seen that too. Millennials are killing yeah, everything. We're killing Applebee's and the beer industry <laughs> and all these different things. I'm, I'm hey, not so you much and I a... sure aren't. Yeah. Dude, you and I, I like... sure aren't killing the beer industry. No, nor Applebee's. I, I love Applebee's. Half-price apps. Oh, dude. Maybe it's because I only go for half-price apps. I'm not paying the full amount. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm a big fan yeah, I mean, of that's Applebee's. All... Eating good yeah, in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Applebee's is really, really good. I I... I think it's a great hangout spot. It, the food is very, very, like what you want when you go to get wings. You know, it's exactly what you're looking for. It, I don't know. I don't I, think I'm, of I'm them a as a wing place. That's interesting that you associate Applebee's with wings. I just, I associate Applebee's <laughs> myself personally. This is my marketing side coming out, but myself personally, I associate them with appetizers because i really only go for half price apps i think i've been for like a lunch or dinner a few times within the last few years i remember one time i went with my one friend um hope actually we got applebee's one day but um it's just like food that is not that good but it's like kind of they just have everything there they have like mexican and i mean i don't know why i'm explaining what applebee's is because i'm pretty sure everyone knows what applebee's is but um yeah i don't know i it's just i know they're trying to like kind of rebrand a little bit or they've had attempts in the past where they've tried to rebrand to attract more millennials um here i am using that word but i don't know i i, I don't really i don't I don't know what Applebee's could possibly evolve into. Like they'd have to, I don't don't know. I just don't understand what would be unsatisfactory about that experience. Like it, it makes perfect sense that something like Applebee's would just be doing just fine. You know, like I just, I don't see why. Well, because people, I think people want to like eat more exotic foods and go like, um, have you ever been to Barrio? in cleveland yeah um, yeah I, I, I just had it yeah. for the first time on saturday oh, man oh, what a man. phenomenal place and it's like they Barrio. just people want to go to specialty little cool grungy not necessarily grungy but barrio happens to be kind of like this grungy little taco place that has like yeah. cool margaritas and drinks and stuff like that yeah. just like really gentrified stuff actually is really what it is that's like what barrio is or like um things like that like melt and like yeah melt is another good example but 
just I feel like that's what people want to eat anymore. I don't want to go to a place where I can have a million options that are done right. kind of half-assed. For, I want to go to a place right, right. that has one option that's done really, really well, and I know what I'm going to get. And like, I don't know. That's that's kind of how I think of it, at least, and how I pick my food options. But yeah, I, I yeah. still really like Applebee's, but I really like appetizers that are half price. So, I mean, nowhere else you can go and get like a uh, order of wings and some flatbread and some wonton tacos for like $6. Like you can't right. do that anywhere else and hang out with your friends. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it makes sense. I mean, I think, I think being in LA now, one of the things that's quickly becomes apparent when you live out here is that, um, number one, there's endless options for where you could eat. That would be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I but that's kind of a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's a, that's, that's a little tricky because, uh, your, your bank account can't really withstand that. <laughs> um, so you just got to be really careful and really selective. So like, if I'm going to go out to eat, I'm not going to go out to eat at Applebee's. Because the fact of the matter is, like, Applebee's isn't Instagrammable. It's not like a cool novelty thing. It's it's not like, oh, man, I went to Applebee's. You know, it's like, it's literally just like where you go if that's the place that you can More go. More people should do that. I should start doing that on my Instagram. I <laughs> screw all these people should, going to Barrio yeah. and taking photos. I'm going to Applebee's <laughs> or like Subway or something and taking a photo. Take a picture like take a take foodie pictures yeah. of like wings and ranch someone should do that <laughs> like, of like different applebee's or just we like we should do yeah, that that's not a bad we should do, we for like for like a month we should just like post like a, a bunch of really artsy pictures of very standard applebee's entrees <laughs> or just like a hamburger <laughs> or like a hot dog or something or like a beer yeah like we just get a beer and just take a picture it's a of our light. beer yeah it's like a bud light <laughs> in like a can <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah wonderful but yeah so what are this kind of made me think of this but like what have you been eating in la like what's what what's like a typical Ooh. meal that you eat well do you whether it be whether it be going meals? out to eat well i want to hear it all <laughs> whether it's going out to eat or something you prepare like what have you been preparing at home if it's not too embarrassing to ask <laughs> but i think that's kind of like that's the point of this this is like a just right yeah right just talk about whatever i I think um so yeah so when i go out and eat things actually today i had in and out for the first time since being a california native nice Um, in and out is pretty good not as good as swenson's though and i will take that to the grave i i honestly would too man i i i really just can't ignore how you know it's like i i eat in and out and i'm just like yeah this is really good this is really good yeah I, i can't bring myself to rank it higher than a galley boy no way it's, it's not it's not they don't compare swenson's is swenson's and you know that's that's the thing like i don't know but I, essentially i went to in and out today i um it was within walking distance from the place that i do float at and so i did float today and um so like right after float, I this got this is some... tur- turning into a Joe Rogan podcast here, I'm talking about <laughs> sensory deprivation chambers. No, <laughs> yes, that's always. I do want to try about. it. I and I, I was actually just thinking about it today, but I really want to try that. But that's besides the point. Back to your your diet. 
Yeah, yeah. So essentially, my um, I've I've been eating, I've been eating out every so often, but not very frequently. But um, typically, I've been eating at like kind of interesting, different places. Mm-hmm. Been trying not to eat at like things like In and Out, but today it was just too convenient. Um, but essentially, uh, I ate at a place called Sugarfish the other day. That was spectacular actually when my dad and I when my dad and I were kind of exploring Los Angeles for a little while before he had to fly back out um we went to Sugarfish just kind of not really knowing what it was and when you walk in it's crazy they hand you a piece of paper it's I mean it's the menu but it's kind of a different material and stuff and they just kind of tell you right off the bat they're like it's your first time so we recommend getting this and they point to an item on the menu called uh trust me and then next to it there's another thing that says um trust me more or something like that and then there's another one that says uh, yeah i don't know it, it's just a couple of like pre-packaged things like that and it's a sushi place and mm. essentially all of the like so those if you get that like trust me thing they just basically bring out things that they're expecting that you'll love and they are so confident about it and so confident about the exact way that they're preparing it. Based on that... what? How you look? How you act? Or, or what? <laughs> no, I mean, it's just it's just good. Like, they they feel like they know the best so ways to prepare sushi. is it the same thing every time? Like, if I were to go and get Trust Me, is that going to be the same as what you got? So, some, like, some of the roles, yes. Um, but they do, like, a couple that are, like, um, catch of the day or whatever and so those are going to be different from day to day okay but but basically when we walked in me and my dad were like you know we were just like having no idea what to expect we were kind of expecting like wasabi or something yeah like the, the <laughs> like we didn't really know what to expect and then it like the guy actually brought us out a free um a free roll to start us off that he didn't charge us for. And then after we got the things that we ordered, he gave us another free dish. So we ended up walking out of there with like, I want to say $30 of free sushi. Wow. Um, and, and I will say right off the, right off the bat, this isn't like cheap sushi, but it was crazy. I mean, we were getting served, things where we would like look at it we would put it in our mouths and we just would be speechless because we're just like what the heck like I don't know but um but that's kind of been the highlight of my diet um other than that it's been a lot of cheap food because just trying to sort of adjust to groceries out here because they're a lot more pricey yeah Um, so you go to what what is it super king is it called you're telling um, me (laughs) Yeah, so there's Super King, which Super I just, King, I love right? that name. Yeah. That name just is That's like a else. more powerful king. Like someone who's already powerful, <laughs> it's like a super version of that. It's just like like it doesn't nothing about that describes the food. <laughs> like I don't understand why that was the marketing choice. It's like not only are we a king, we're a super king. But like that doesn't tell you anything about the fact that it's a grocery store chain. Like what? Well, I mean, Walmart, that inherently doesn't sound like a store you would buy. What do you buy? At, what does Walmart sound like? I don't know. 
yeah but it at least says mart you know mart oh uh, like yeah you're right you go to a mart all right aldi but there <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean aldi but but aldi isn't like like i don't know it's just weird it's like you know burger king makes sense because it's like they're the king of burgers mm-hmm. grocery king or like super grocery but super king that like that just feels like two descriptors of a service that is not included in the title <laughs> yeah i mean it but obviously yeah. you're going there though so well actually i haven't yet <laughs> oh man <laughs> Yeah. So what have you been making at your house when you, when you're not at In-N-Out or Sugarfish? Um, so yeah, so I've been, uh, I, I've been having some salads. Nice. I've been having some, uh, I don't know if you've ever had those Velveeta breakfast bars. I like love those things. Velveeta, like cheese Um, velvet, Velveeta? No, uh, I Velveeta. Oh, Velveeta. I'm like Velveeta breakfast bars. Having <laughs> like cheese for breakfast. This is a new concept. This is really LA living <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'm really changing. LA changes people. Yeah, they <laughs> ate cheese for breakfast. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of fruit. Nice. That's fun. I just got some um, plums yesterday. I'm pretty ooh, pumped. I'm actually plums. might eat one after this. Pretty plumped. Yes. Pretty plumped yes. for that. Yes, I am. <laughs> Yeah, um, I have like some rice and stuff like that. I actually weirdly don't have a microwave right now, so that oh. has kind of eliminated. It's eliminated some options from the table here, but um, probably for the better because most things that are in the microwave are not really the healthier option. So, <laughs> yeah. But you know, just kind of been. I actually bought uh, matzah, <laughs> um, and I've been I've been eating a lot of matzah for some reason. What's kinda, matzah? So it's actually like, um, essentially it's, it's like, essentially it's used in Jewish Passover, um, celebration, like Hmm. during the Seder meal, it's, uh, you know, it's like the, the matzah is kind of used throughout several um, of the traditional kind of parts of the feast. Okay. So you like you have to dip it into uh, salt water. Actually, <laughs> it's the people that actually celebrate this that are actually Jewish probably would have a better understanding than I do. But, <laughs> um, but essentially, I it's either you either use um, you have an herb and you either dip the herb in the salt water or you dip the matzah in the salt water, and that's supposed to symbolize the bittersweetness of um being freed from slavery and that's kind of like relating to the story of exodus uh, in the torah or the old testament um essentially like when israel was enslaved to egypt and then was set free it's kind of like it's supposed to represent the um the tears and so that's essentially what that that was interesting um but i just kind of bought them for no reason um (laughs) we we uh had them in our house because my dad actually taught some classes on in our our uh, church growing up on like matzah not on matzah on, (laughs) on uh like jewish traditions and stuff and so we had matzah in the house 
That's interesting. I think it's yeah. good to like learn about. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. gonna sound yeah, so absolutely. cliche. It was good to learn about other people's cultural practices and things like that. Especially like yeah, you don't really hear about many like christian churches really caring about any other religion aside from their own so (laughs) which yeah and i think that's that's inherently something that has always felt really weird it's sort of like if you i mean you know in a like social environment or like with friends and with people that you're trying to sort of be friendly to be caring towards you're naturally going to need to be able to hear what someone else is into mm-hmm. and at least enter into their world a little bit. Um, that's kind of just a fundamental part of relationships, I, I think. And so I think it's so weird to think that like people, people who are unwilling to sort of go there and people who are unwilling to, you know, read a holy text of another religion or even just multiple religions. It's like everyone sort of feels like they have to, like block out new information and i think that's that's pretty dangerous yeah yeah <laughs> to say the least it is well what what time are we at here we're at 51 minutes probably yeah. i said we got some good stuff yeah this episode yeah. for sure i mean we talked about applebee's and judaism and uh <laughs> you know music and a bunch of things weddings there was a lot we covered yeah yeah so. yeah yeah um do you have any, just quick thing do you have any like you want to do like recommends or something at the end of the episodes or like i don't know try something out like that as far as um, like what recommending like recommending like art or like media of some sort like i don't know maybe an album or something actually yeah i was listening to today the new uh ocs album it's 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 um the ocs yeah um t-h-e-e-o-h-s-e-e-s um but their new album is really really good if you're into um it's it's i guess i would call it psychedelic rock but it's it's similar to um oh what band uh king gizzard and the lizard wizard if anyone has listened to them before but it's kind of similar to that although i know the ocs has been around longer this is this album actually is like the first one that they've made in years so um definitely worth checking out it's really good yeah i really enjoyed it also yeah yeah yeah. also prince is self-titled i've been listening to a lot uh prince is pretty awesome so mm, mm, yeah. yeah that's a classic but anyways yes yeah, so absolutely. those are my those are my two recommendations as far as music goes well i actually um i've been going into just some really interesting film territory recently you know i i typically have a weird diet of film that you know i'll watch some of the more like blockbustery kind of things um when they're out in the theater and stuff and that's kind of what i do like half the time or maybe 25% of the time. Mm-hmm. And the other half of the time I use a streaming service called movie, which um, it kind of aggregates foreign films um, that are like, or uh, not just foreign films. It's just like all, all like it kind of doesn't really discriminate based on um, 
geography, which I think is really cool. So when you watch it, there's actually 30 things on it at any given time. And every day something comes onto it and then the oldest thing goes off. So every day you get a new film added to the collection and the oldest one falls off the, the end. So you have 30 days to watch everything that's on there. And so essentially it kind of works best if you sort of go day by day, you just watch one every day and you can just watch the film of the day. And so that's kind of like a good way to use it. And it almost just kind of, it takes out all of the sort of guessing about like, okay, I want to watch something that will kind of be an edifying experience for someone who's more intellectually, like wants to be more intellectually challenged by like a piece of art rather than sort of just be entertained. Um, And so I found it really helpful. The thing that I just watched that um, I, I can say nothing but positives about is um, Tiny Furniture, which was a writing and directing debut for uh, Lena Dunham. And oh my goodness, uh, I, I actually have never seen the HBO show Girls. And now I actually really want to check it out because I, I watched her debut and like, oh my goodness, it's just so well done. It's it's incredibly, um, it presents a really incredible view of, um, I don't know, it just, it like, it really goes deep into the headspace of, um, of the character, of the main character. And you really just feel her struggles and you really feel, um, you feel the rejections that she faces very strongly and very intimately in a way that you know and you know that these are very real experiences for real people and so that's what makes it all the more powerful Hmm. it's like it's very insightfully directed and very um yeah i just i was blown away by it i i i felt like it was almost just like it just felt like sort of almost a film that really it, it it reminded me a bit of Lady Bird. Um, I don't know if you saw that, Andrew. but I have not, um, no. I have not seen it. It's fantastic. <laughs> very, very good. Um, Lady Bird. But, but yeah, my recommend is probably Tiny Furniture by Lena Dunham. That's probably mine right now. Cool. Because that, that's been blowing my mind. Awesome. Well, we got some films. We got some music. So, yeah, I mean, this has been a great conversation. Um, yeah really enjoyed it i realized like when i end this recording it's gonna like end our call or whatever so yeah so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah thanks for listening if if anyone has listened this far so all right sweet thanks yeah thank you everybody adios hopefully we sort of keep figuring out what's cool to talk about on this podcast yeah i guess so <laughs> there's a lot to talk about so i think we'll be all right all right yeah goodbye everyone